G'day, my name is James Baldwin and welcome along to Oz F1, Australia's favourite Formula One podcast. From wherever you're listening, all across the world, it's soon becoming the world's favourite Formula One podcast. Well, it's the third race of the year and we thought we were going to be in for a bit of an interesting race and when everything was happening the first couple of laps, we thought, good, this is exactly what we've missed. But... We became maybe a little bit bored, but that's okay. We'll go through it all together with my friends and yours. Let's get into it. And I'm joined by my friends and yours, the two Thomases, Tommy and Thomas J. Camp. Boys, hello to you. G'day, mate. Hello, mate. It's been three weeks in a row of races, boys. Uh, we have said all along that we would never say that we would be bored with a race, but I have to be honest, halfway through this race in Hungary, I was pretty bored. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an interesting race and it just didn't turn into me that way. It had potential, yep. but uh, a bit anticlimactic, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, very anticlimactic. In fact, it's it's stupid, really, when you think about how interesting the start was when you had Kvyat on the radio initially. Magnussen goes from wets to to softs or mediums and or mediums and just trying to completely change the whole shape of what the race was looking at. Meanwhile, Ted was more focused on a water park uh, <laughs> and how it was raining over there. So Ted, I can't see the water park, mate. I know he has had no human contact. <laughs> oh, look, you can see a house up there with some people who are fans. Yay, here's a water park. Ted, focus on the track. Please. Right, that That's guy, all we're watching. That guy needs some people in his life, doesn't he? I think he's going crazy being in that uh, grandstand by himself. He needs some fans. Yeah. The poor cameraman, he doesn't get acknowledged for being a real human being most of the time. Uh, but in the time that we've had since our last podcast, uh, we've had a couple of people write in and write some reviews. So a big shout out uh, to Wordbrain Addict and AXE for leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Jeez. guys. That's really great. Although I just really have to point out that I really don't need to read anything more about Campy's voice. So, okay, we acknowledge that he's got a voice. Yes, good. Whatever. Also for reaching out, uh, Mac from Portland, Oregon. Uh, g'day to you, Mac. Uh, Colin from Texas as well. Big g'day to you. And Brad, Julia and Krim, all Australians. And thank you very much thank for reaching out. Uh, thanks, we love it. Yeah. Get in, love it. Get in touch. Uh, Campy won't reply because he has no idea how to use social media or the internet. But uh, Tommy and I are both on platforms. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll say g'day back to you. Uh, boys, it's been interesting. We've said uh, last weekend, uh, of course, that uh, Fernando Alonso has joined Renault and that our prediction there had come true. Uh, I was looking at uh, what was going to happen to Sebastian Vettel during the week. Of course, Racing Point uh, now becoming quite a big option and, and indeed the rumours around the paddock yeah. are running rife which seems to be a bit of a surprise to Sergio Perez uh, who got contacted by another team uh, in the paddock. I reckon it was Haas because of course it would be because uh, why know, not? <laughs> best team principal in the paddock um, but what do we think the real likelihood here of Sebastian Vettel going to Racing Point Point is because let's be honest, Stroll's not going anywhere. It means Checo would right, have Kemp, to leave. You go first. Look, I'm not a big fan of Checo, but if Seb was to take Checo's spot, that to me, that that would piss me off. That would nah, shouldn't it? Checo is not the greatest driver. I don't rate him that highly, but the thing he's done for that team when it was Force India, when it became Racing Point, and for them to show some love and respect and give him a long contract says to me that the guy. Adds a lot of value off track, 
on track as well. We've seen this year, you put him in a car that can do half well, and this was the only weekend he didn't outperform Stroll of the first three race weekends. But if Seb, look, I just don't like the, I don't like the optics of it. Doesn't look good at all. Yeah, it's grim. For me, if we think back a couple of seasons when it was Ocon and Perez, Ocon was giving him a run. Like it was fairly even that season if we think back. And now, what do we think of Ocon now? We think he's not that great. She is. <clears throat> but I don't know. I think for me, Seb going there makes a lot of sense. I think there's nothing to lose there for Racing Point. It They're going to get a massive name. It makes more sense if they get little get rid of Lance. But if Lance is kind of semi-competitive and kind of holding even somewhat with Perez this year and they kind of end up similar in qualifying, similar in points, I don't think it's that drastic to get rid of Perez and keep Stroll. If he gets absolutely pantsed by Perez, yes. But at the moment, it's looking a bit more even than we thought. Three out of, No, it's not. Three out of four races... Checo is going to dominate Stroll. On the off weekend, Stroll has a good like good qualifying, and he did qualify on the podium. Race pretty well. Um, was probably unlucky to not get the podium in the end. But, I mean, anyway. Uh, it's only four points difference in the standings at the moment. You know, I, know, I don't but- care about I don't care about Checo's better than him. Hands I would agree. Down. And if Checo loses his drive because his dad owns the team, I don't like it. Doesn't look but good. But we know that it's F1, unfortunately. Well, <sighs> we, we know it's that. That's why Perez got the seat over Ocon to some degree. Like, I think he was better, but there was a lot of it was the money to the team. I'm well aware that money walks and bullshit talk. Yeah. But Lawrence Stroll is a savvy enough businessman, and businessman to know that you've got to make tough decisions. Like buying plans off the Merc, etc. Well, is he is he going to have the backbone to sack his son because he's not as good as the other guy? I don't think so. But here's the thing, though. This is not just the Lawrence Stroll show. There are other investors and a board that sits on the, in talking yeah. about this all the time. So it's not just yeah. Daddy's team. It is led every, by a consortium. But everybody's, be, I, everybody's I friendly and it's all dem- democratic. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. The dude's a trillionaire, Jim. <laughs> He does Kevin, what he wants. You can't, but you can't come out the block and say, because this is the race that everyone was like, well, Stroll is terrible compared to Perez. And I'm sorry, but Checo suffered big time this yeah. race. And Stroll did pants him this race. And you, all you have to do is look at the results to, to see Could that. They be, um, the f- Could they be in one race? That was yeah, a ripping that's qualifying fine, but, this, but it's also the important race when all of the conversations are going on right now about how good Stroll is versus how good Checo is or how good Vettel is. Everyone's going, yeah, well, we want to get rid of Stroll. To Tommy's suggestion was to Formula E, fine, uh, or wherever. <laughs> but, but the fact that he scored points, came fourth and came third in, in qualifying, says a lot about how good the car is, firstly, but yeah. secondly, that he can hold it together and he's come a long way. Now, he's got a couple of podiums already. Uh, mate, well, he's got one mate. podium, I should say. So, the, But the, the bigger thing here is, and it's not really what I'm asking, is who should be better in the car beside him? Is it Checo or Vettel when we go to the Racing Green Aston Martin next year? Who is the better driver? Probably Vettel. Well, and look, this is the biggest thing is we we're all we're all here, right? Like we get it. So Stroll staying, as as you quite rightly said, Campy, it's a dictatorship inverted commas, whatever you want to bloody call it. Stroll staying, he's not invested all this money into a car manufacturer like Aston Martin and Williams to begin with to not have his son a drive in Formula One. Now, there's other people saying keep Checo in and Vettel and then put Stroll on the bench. He's not going to be happy with that. So 
the question is, who is going to be uh, Stroll's teammate? And in fact, it was presented to him at the race. Who do you want as your teammate? And he said, well, I don't really mind so long as they're a team player, which to me says... <laughs> As long as I'm driving. He's in. He's like <laughs> welded into the seat for next year, right? So, look, it's a shame. There's a lot of hashtag keep Checo and all of that sort of other stuff. I mean, I'm more about a hashtag Bonotto out, uh, which is uh, – or Mattia got to go, which I love. <laughs> Tommy. Mattia got to go. But <laughs> realistically, it's going to cost – it's going to cost a lot of money to get rid of Checo. Yes, he's performing really, really well, but the ability to have a four-time world champion come into a team that has never had that before to Good help in loss. going to the next stage. <laughs> yeah, moving I think along. let's flip it. Let's flip it and go, is there an opportunity for Perez somewhere else? Because he might go, you know what, I want to – if I'm kind of getting told to leave – is there a, another seat that interests him? And I would say maybe that second Red Bull seat would be interesting. Well. I think. That's not a bad play. I reckon that's not a bad play. If you think if you're Perez, you go, I could be in this Aston, which who knows how good it is. Who knows how legal our car is going to be potentially. Like just there's a lot of things surrounding that car. But if you go and you're going to be in a competitive car, you know Max is the big dog and you're going to have to play. But if you're going to get the occasional podium behind Max – not a bad place to be. And I reckon Checo is better than uh, Albon. Yep. I think I think at this stage of his career, Perez is going to want uh, wins and points over money, which is what he's going to get if he goes to somewhere like Haas or something else. It's going to be about the money. It's not going to be about the wins because those cars aren't going to be competitive. Well, I actually think that's... That's probably how it will play out. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think Red Bull's keeping Albon around. I mean, we've seen we saw Albon get criticised. I've been criticising him since he stepped in that seat. I yeah. don't think he's really performed the way that he should have. Um, but we know Perez is a really consistent driver, and I think that's what Red Bull wants. He's not going to push Max in terms of going to beat him. But he's going to be that Valtteri Bottas to Lewis Hamilton, potentially that really good number two that's going to be there to sweep up when something happens with Max's car. He's always going to be number yep. two. He's going to be right there. He's not going to be four or five tenths behind in qualifying like we're seeing with every other Max's teammate. Yeah, I just don't like it. I just bit of loyalty. Mm. Bit of loyalty is a good thing in this sport. <laughs> it's hard in this sport. It doesn't uh, really exist, I know does it? It's hard. I. We all want yeah. it, but... In saying that, I think Ferrari have been absolutely terrible to Seb as well. And yeah. we discussed that at length. I mean, Seb did an interview with Martin Brundle, which lasted 20 minutes, which I watched last night after the race. And uh, Seb, super humble. You know, he's not he's not being crude. He's not being opportunistic in the way to criticise because he's got a lot of friends there and he had a lot of dreams and ambitions for what he wanted for his drive out of Ferrari, but it never really eventuated because of the 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 poor mm. the poor car on track. So I think Seb the what when I watched the interview my thought was, geez, this guy this guy still wants to race next year and, and competitively. Yeah, and he's playing he's playing for a spot. I mean we've got to remember that Hamilton's still not signed for next year. Yep. If he gets if he equals the record, I don't think he goes either, but you know, there's there's a few other options there, and we've seen crazy things in the F1 driver market at times. Yep. I don't think anyone, I can't see anyone coming in next year, other like a bit of a reshuffle. Maybe yeah. one comes up from F2, but maybe there's no one on the F2 grid that's really standing out like they should either. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But silly season is going to start kicking off very soon. It's it's again, it's coming down to that one thing. It's Seb at the moment. Where does he end up? 
and that will be the domino that falls. Mm. I just can't see him going to anything that's not competitive. So it's got to be kind of the Red Bull or it's got to be maybe that future Aston, which based on this year's performance is going to be competitive. Our absolute favourite segment uh, at Oz F1, which is your favourite segment too. Uh, Tommy, take us away for tantalising TV broadcast. Hey, this is a good segment, Campy. Just pipe down, pal. So, this week we had four Ted interruptions. Ridiculous. We even had one Paul DeResta interruption for some stupid bloody uh, radio. It's getting ridiculous. I don't think they understand. Whoever's doing... The, uh, the TV directing. <laughs> Muppet. He's as bad as the race director. We'll get to that. <laughs> Anyone with director in their title these days, not doing well. We didn't have any Karoo name drops, unfortunately. That's not great. Yeah, I didn't see much of Karoo in this no. week. Eh? No. You're a bit of a fan of Karoo, aren't you? No, he's shit. <laughs> he is shocking. He is shocking. He is terrible. <laughs> no, we didn't have much of that. But what we did have, which was a great slip-up, was Lewis swearing post-qualifying <laughs> when he went up for his post-race interview. That was excellent. That wasn't cut. But what, what did he say? I think he just said, oh, shit. Just oh, looking back. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. Apologise for it? Yeah. Oh, jeez. We're great. a precious bunch, aren't we? It's Sky. Okay. It's the UK. Oh. We're very conservative in the UK. Oh, the UK comedy is the best. I think it's because they're so conservative everywhere else. They finally get to let loose. But no, this was actually not a bad week. The biggest qualm I had was every time Danny Rick made a good move, we had to watch it on a replay about two minutes later. We were watching, I don't know, people running around in second, just lapping, lapping. When we had interesting track movements and changes of position, we had to watch it a minute or so later. Ridiculous. Look, my judgment on this criteria is... If I put myself in that position, could I do a better job? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Therefore, oh, you are in charge of this stuff. You are so on it today. Get a new uh, job. This wasn't oh. as bad as last week. I think we're going to give this one a six, but it still wasn't good. Let's be Jesus. honest. At, at one point, like we've, we've talked about, we were watching Ted talk about the rain over the water park, watching the pit lane. In the first lap. That's time when we should be watching the on-track racing, not watching the pit lane. Ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, I other... had some shares in that water park. Yeah. <laughs> the other comment that I have about uh, this, the broadcast, is uh, Crofty needs to stay inside the bloody commentary box because around practice he was like, oh, we're all in the stands now. Uh, let's talk about stuff, which is fine, except for when cars are going past and you're trying to listen to what's <laughs> going on and then you just can't hear anything. So for a good chunk it's of stupid. one of the practice or the qualifying sessions, I actually can't remember which one it was, which is nobody could hear anything because there was so much noise. <laughs> so, uh uh, Crofty, stay Poor. inside the bloody box, please. Uh, oh, it sounds a hell of a lot better when you're back in there. Um, oh, can I out of 10. On somebody else? But we did yeah. move oh, after the qualifying and post-race. So I'm claiming that that was us. That was definitely us. That was definitely us. All One us. week of this segment and we're already making changes. So if you're listening Sky F1 and you need any other hot tips, you can come to me and Campy come and on. we'll tell you how to do it. Uh, the, hot, the hot tip is don't listen to Campy. <laughs> just, just really, really lean into what Tommy's saying. Clearly, I'll give you. I'll give you a hot tip. Michael Massey, F1 race director. Ooh. What a pleb! He's a fellow Australian, but I'm, go easy then. I'm kicking him out. Get rid Oy. of him. Sub, sub, sub. Again, I'll put, I'll put myself in that position. I'll do a better job. <laughs> what the hell? 
is Grosjean and Magnussen getting penalised for asking if they can come in and change the slicks? Well, so no, they the weren't. They didn't ask. They, they were told. They were told by the team to come in. It was from pit. the pit wall. Well, Max Verstappen was aided on the pit because he put it in the wall and his mechanic <laughs> had to change his wishbone and his suspension. <laughs> right? Lewis Hamilton gets about 50 freaking messages a race about change to this mode, change to this mode. So that's, that's fine, drive, though. That's driving. Mate, we are the biggest, <laughs> as a sport, biggest shit show. If you're a shit team, I'll tell you what. <laughs> You've got poor currency when it comes to debating things. If you're a top team like Ferrari, you can cheat all year and sign. Sign a waiver. Get away with it. Mate, sort it out. How did Bodass not get penalised for his false start? Or because he didn't trigger it. He still moved and you're not supposed to move before it. Yeah. Albon, his team was drawing his... Yeah. Come on. What do you want? Do you want some more penalties or you want... No, I want consistency, Tommy. Ah, We're not getting it. And we got common a guy sense. that clearly jumped Would the start. Nice. We got we've got mechanics that are drawing the drawing the track so the start can be beneficial to the driver, which you're not allowed to do, right? Which is embedded in the rules. And then the only rule that they can um, enforce enforce is the one where they came in and changed tyres before the start. Well, and Kimmy got a penalty oh, too. Fucking yeah, that's <laughs> dumb, dude. <laughs> Kimmy so start from the back as well, mate. So, Michael Massey, sort your shit out, son. <laughs> terrible job. Since Sir Charlie's gone, you've done terribly. Give him a score oh, out of ten. Oh, zero. Whoa. I'll give him a nickname too. Think about it longer. Oh, bell end. <laughs> oh my lord. So I think Cammy's going to start a new segment where he. Uh, Rips on the... Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, though. No, we want consistency. We want some consistency. Yeah. This stupid stuff that has no effect on the race. I would agree. This is this reminds me of the stupid things like when Danny Rick's over-reffed uh, by 0.01 of a second or whatever but, back the, last year. But he was out of qualifying for that. It was like that wasn't even on his fast lap. Something that doesn't affect the result should not know. be... Penalise like it is. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you get Ferrari that cheats all last year and then gets nothing for it. Just signs a behind the closed. What's that old saying, Camby? Yeah, money talks, bullshit walks. Hello. Michael Massey, your bank account's looking good now, you dodgy bastard. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. So let's talk about the uh, the race, boys. Uh, it it was incredibly, uh, as incredibly good start to the race. As I said uh, in the intro, it was uh, it promised to be really interesting. Uh, there was even rain at the water park. I won't bring it up again. Sorry, I just can't get over that we were talking about it for so long. Um, but <laughs> uh, it was dis- disappoint- <laughs> disappointing uh, <laughs> for the, the fact that we're going to talk about the uh, the team down the bottom of the ladder this week is Williams because Williams did a pretty good job of qualifying uh, George Russell again in twelfth and in the First lap, Latifi was in tenth, which is yeah. which it's is pretty really fantastic. Great but let's talk, let's talk about Williams and and the sort of where they're going. So they've confirmed uh, since we spoke last week that they've signed both drivers again for next year. This is going to be the first time since uh, Bottas um, was racing for them back in in sixteen um, and Felipe Massa together that they've had the same driver lineup for more than a year in a row. Uh, and so when we we're talking a little bit earlier about other drivers coming up from F2, generally Williams has been a feeder team, so that won't happen for next year. So I think, Campy, your point there is 100% correct. Um, They've been showing some real promise. And I think after last week and George uh, on lap four around um, 
the Red Bull ring for the Styrian Grand Prix, he had a really good attempt around the outside and sort of buggered it and, and put himself down the points. This time around, though, the car just looked like it was lacking pace again. Um, Mm. They had a whole, had a whole bunch of stuff go wrong. Latifi was released into signs, literally released into signs. Into uh, him, yeah. And, uh, poor, and Carlos did a great job. He almost got shoved into the pit wall, but he ended up giving Latifi a puncture, which means he spun uh, at uh, at turn one, and then he was limping home and putting rubber all over the track. It, it just went from bad to worse for them. Do you think that for the sort of coming out of the last two races that, when we go to Silverstone, which is, you know, more high power, less downforce like Hungary is, we can start seeing them battle their way up the grid more and more. Because it'd be good to see them. We can say some progression, but the car still sucks and they're nowhere near scoring points. So that's where they're at. It's a shame. Look, it's... uh, They are on the up, though. They are improving. Russell's lap in Q2 was... Uh, to get into Q2 was oh in Q2 sorry it was stunning. Yeah, it was uh, it was really great. Good. Latifi's a bit off the pace. Bend it, but good start. Got some promise. Still don't know anything about him. Heard one interview with him when he talked. I was like, geez, you didn't sound anything like I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> People say that about <laughs> you all the time. Realize, I didn't. Even, I didn't even realize he was Canadian. Yeah. Um, eh? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you doing job. your research there, Campy. Well done. <laughs> that is a five-cent joke <laughs> from you, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't, can't, can't be good all the time. Candy for president. What? Well, no, yeah. I'm already <laughs> 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 Just throw the in there in the middle. Unbelievable. Wow. Mr. Uh, Harry, Mr. Harry Phillips, big shout out. Great name, son. Yeah. Great name. Um, yeah, Williams, they're not they're terrible. But, but some promise. I think yeah. their their quality mode seems a lot better. So that's it's interesting. Got a in it, so. Well, this is the thing. So I think on high power circuits we might see something better. I wonder if their downforce just isn't up up to scratch. Bit of error improvements over the year, maybe. But a lot of a lot of way to go. But oh, they yeah. do have a really good quality mode. So I I would have thought if they could have got good track position for this race, something like this. I think the wet start didn't help, but track position really important at the mm. Hungara ring. So. Maybe on some more of those kind of circuits, we might see some points, but I don't think they're going to be there that often. It'll be interesting yeah, to see how they perform with the next double header, that's for sure. Well, let's talk about Alfa Romeo. Uh, this is the first time in 19 years done. that Kimi Raikkonen has wow. qualified in 20th with no like nothing going on, no penalties, no grid losses or whatever else. This was him just purely qualifying last. Now, that might have something to do with the fact that he has done another one of his simply – what the hell am I watching Alfa Romeo ads, which is playing on Sky at the moment? If you haven't had a chance to look at it, go on YouTube and have a, just type in Kimi Alfa Romeo ad, I, who I don't know. It's, he's talking about being a Formula One driver and taking his time. That doesn't make sense to me, but he took his time for qualifying <laughs> this time around because he was at the bloody back of the pack. This Alfa Romeo is just shocking, boys. This is, this is reminiscent of Sauber from years and years ago. Uh, look, I, I don't think it's Alfa Romeo's fault. I think it's Ferrari's fault and the engine in that car is shit. Therefore, they're terrible. But I wonder if the car's not that great. And last year, it was good only because the engine. That was a bit of false sense of... They were competitive last year. But I think it's because it's just the engine. I think the rest of the car's a dog and that engine propped it up and all of a sudden that engine's gone and it's like, oh, we don't actually have a good car anymore. Mate, and this is the kind of circuit just, that you don't... I saying Kimmy at the back. Yeah, totally. But this but is the kind of circuit that you don't need... 
the the ma- the maximum amount of power. This is a high downforce circuit. So even the slightly yeah. slower car, as so long as the downforce package or the aero package rather is working well, yeah. you can work through the pack. And we saw that in the race. It just shows that he is a superstar. You're 100 percent right, and he's fantastic oh. at the race day. But this qualifying was oh, terrible. Yeah. And apparently he's got someone else who drives next to him in Alfa Romeo. Can't remember his name. All right, let's talk about Hass. Um, <laughs> Roman Grosjean uh, was in like fourth <laughs> at one point in the race. And K-Mag, K-Mag was K-Mag in third. K-Mag came second, yeah. So uh, yeah, they good. made the right call. And it, this is going better for Gunter Steiner this, this week. Good boy then. They took the punt on the start to change the softs, which I said to you boys before. I'm like, yeah. I'm, we're going to go to softs within two laps. You might as well just take, take, the, take the punt now and see how it goes. Yeah. Haas was the only team to do it. And yep. it paid dividends for them in the Ooh. sense of track position and time going. They ultimately dropped back and, like, were trying to finish 15th or something. 16th, Mag- yeah. He's getting some great he, data from 16th. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> no, but Grosjean played rear gunner to help out Magnuson a lot yeah. as well. Um, I think the main reason was that um, K-Mag started on full wets. He was actually on the grid in full wet, so they had to make a change. They figured do both. Ah, right. He was the only one on. He was the words, only, like and yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that would have been a terrible choice. Like they're trying to oh. keep that tire cool within the first three yeah. laps, it would have just been, been would have been terrible. So, but that's why it frustrates me about this this decision for them. When you've got Danny Kvyat going, hey, box yeah. me so I can change, which would have been fine because he initiated the call, not. The other one, not from the pit wall, and of course, Tyro Rosso got. Uh, you know, I've done it again. Alpha T- uh, Tauri um, <laughs> have said no, stay out. And imagine Kivia. I mean, Kivia finished in twelfth. We can talk about that. Like, finished in twelfth, but if he had better track position from the beginning of the race, imagine what yeah. could have been. But this is uh, what if has taken risk right for once. Who? <laughs> Uh, has taking risks. Yeah, yeah, I know who you said, but I'm just useless bloody team. I'm, I'm very frustrated with it. But it's good for Haas. It's good for Gunter Steiner. Look, I think K-Mag yep. stays next year. Uh, I don't think Grosjean does. Uh, but Kevin yeah. really did a fantastic job this time out. He really showed, you know, the potential that we saw back in uh, the early days with him in McLaren. Um, yep. he, he can drive. And he's not yeah. an old dude. So I think he's got some value to Hass. Uh, well, I, I can't say that with Grosjean. In, in previous years, K-Mag would have got his elbows out and caused some problems. He would have done some dumb things to try to keep track position. This one, he put up some good fights, but he yielded when he had to. He didn't yeah. cross that line. Like, he's, he's grown up a little bit. He's a bit more of a gentleman racer, which is what we want. He's not... <laughs> Campy doesn't want. Campy wants we're, chaos. We're three races in. No, but this I could I could have seen K Mag in the last two years in this situation running in fourth, fifth, wherever he was up the top, coming back through as people were passing him as he was, he was slowing down, just causing chaos. Yeah. But he yielded when he had to. He held up people when he could and made really good defensive driving moves and ended up with tenth because of it. Otherwise, he would have slipped just as far as Grosjean. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. They're the only team that took the gamble at the start. Yeah. I'm looking at it going, there's no way this is going to be wet for seven oh. or eight laps. Run three yeah. laps around. The cars would dry up most of those yeah. like lines. And they took the punt and they're the only team to do it. I work for them. Full I'm credit. Good them. Gunther Steiner on that wall, he's got that, you know, I mean. Love him. They're not great. But good, they had a good result and that's what we want to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm glad. What I did like about it though, I did like that it just threw the whole race out of sync. So there yeah. Was, 
it's not the standard procession where everyone's on the same strategy, pits within four or five laps, yep. does an undercut or an overcut yep. by one or two. This mm. threw so many people out of sync with each other that were trying to figure out the whole time oh, who's actually where representative yep. of how many pit stops and where they're at in their yeah, yeah, because if you, you started on the inters or the wets, if you were Magnuson, and once you came into changing, that's your mandatory stop. So you could go the whole race then. There's no more stopping if you don't want to. Yeah, totally. It just threw every strategy out the window. Yeah. It's very interesting. Should have gone for the hards and gone for all 70 laps. That the thing was, there was talk of more rain. So everyone was like, if we go full hards, mm. we're going to have to come yeah. in anyway. So tough. We just hit a race in velodromes. What do you uh, think? Just close uh, it all off, Campy. <laughs> just get a Superdome like the NFL and just play inside. <laughs> nah. I'll tell you what we should do. <laughs> no, we should get go. sprinklers. Just we should sprinklers. get sprinklers. And when the race gets boring, <laughs> just make the track wet. Just roll and a dice and pick a lap. And it's only when controlled by you, front, Campy. We'll just... We'll just sabotage that. That would be so Should good. Should we have bananas like in Mario Kart and throw them at the back of our cars too? No. If you could actually hit someone like Stroll when you're driving through and 50 kilometres an hour, it's bloody well worth it, sir. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so we just only imagine had, Danny Rick doing that. <laughs> we only had Alfred Towery as the only <sighs> non-finisher this this race. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Pierre Gasly. Oh, <laughs> shit, we for him. VTEC kicked in, yo, oh, but fella. unfortunately he had a whole, what, new power unit. He had a new turbo, had all this other stuff. He had a sensor playing up in that power unit that he just yeah. did not. What the hell is going on with that Honda? Oh, and he was calling it out. He was like, there's something wrong. He's like, no, 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 it's all good. He's like, no, genuinely, there's something wrong with this. They're like, it's not going to get better, mate. Sorry. He ended up getting into Q3 and couldn't put a lap in. So, I mean, he was stuck in 10th, but I don't know if that's better than starting at 11th, genuinely. But in the end, it didn't matter because you didn't get to choose your tyre anyway. So. Yeah, he's a tough one again. He's, he's beating Kibby out at the moment. Yeah. I mean, but- their race pace is pretty comparable. It's yep. just qualifying where he's got, oh. it, got it over him. He's got that car figured out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see why Red Bull chose him, can't you? Yeah, yeah. But in yep. saying that, I mean, that's a real that's a shame for him. Qualified in the top, no 10. fault of his own. Yeah, and Gasly, he, you know, sorry, and Kvyat, he had a race to forget as well. He was really yeah. nowhere. Well, genuinely, like you pointed out, imagine if he did yeah. get to box when he decided to on the yep. formation lap. Oh, he would have been great. And they're one of those shake teams, it up. Alpha Terry or. Yeah, that's right. Toro Rosso, they're one of those teams that in the past has taken the gambles when it's there to take. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't take it this weekend. If you're a midfield team, that's what you got to do. You've got to run it. I think everyone's just pretty cautious this year in the way of strategies and how they go about it. And yeah. uh, it's not what we want to see. I'd love to see it rain for both weekends in the, the upcoming two races. UK, that'd be just brilliant. It will be it'll be good to watch because hopefully uh, Lando can have a bit of a better time. He finished in thirteenth for McLaren this time around, and Carlos Sainz finishing in ninth just couldn't get it together this weekend. Uh, he blames yeah. himself, which I mean, of course, I mean you're the driver, but it just didn't look like the package was as as solid as what Racing Points was this time, which is totally different to how the car performed last weekend, but he did have yeah. some last lap Lando action uh, and was not that we saw it because the bloody TV director was not focused on him. Last um, lap Lando. But uh, still McLaren as a team, I'm still happy with where they're at. Uh, when you look at how yeah. they were performing compared to the Ferraris and I know Sebastian Vettel finished quite a, a long way up the order compared to Lando. Uh, 
it's, it was just a, a better thing to see. And the car is so much more planted. It seems more balanced, uh, certainly this year. And it's, you know, the second wet race in a row or wettish. Uh, was was good from them. Um, again, the only real thing that I can point out for the color signs was that uh, interaction that he had with Latifi. But Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc going in uh, around sort of one and two, um, but uh, going around two just towards the ends of the race. There, uh, they I don't know how they managed this, but thank goodness they did. Charles and he avoided a very big accident. Um, yeah. But he was absolutely nailing it, Lando. Uh, he finished yeah. ended up finishing behind Charles Leclerc, but but. Oh, just what a what a racer he's and he's getting a lot more confidence. Uh, you can see. I, really I know like we're only ra- I mean, no, we're only three races in Campy. Thank you for saying that five hundred yeah. times. But he's <laughs> bloody oh, showing I some just just, saying it. Just call me dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really like his style. I like the moves when he can make them. He didn't have the car this week, so unfortunately they couldn't do a lot. I think they were compromised on strategy. I think they were kind of holding out for the rain, and it didn't, and it did, and it didn't. They just kind of got stuck waiting. Yeah, track specifics. I don't think, you know, this track wasn't designed, their car wasn't designed for this yep. kind of track. This kind of track's a one-off. High yeah. downforce. Well, it's no like traditionally a Red Bull. This traditionally a Red Bull, yeah. But, Monaco you know, and not, Singapore are really yep. the only three tracks that are sort of this, this, this way designed. So you'd be stupid, really, in yeah. the long run, to design your car specifically around that. Yeah, Red Bull, you idiots. Lando's been good. But I'd I'd be giving Lando over the nod. Uh, I'd be giving Lando the nod over signs at this part of the year already. Yeah, he's shown some really good moments. He's beaten him in all three races, except for no, the except not qualifying. Oh, sorry. He also didn't beat them in I'll this race. <laughs> I'll tell you that. In my mind, he's we're only every three races I've in, Campy. Yeah. It's too early to tell, to be honest. Um, oh, no, he's on more man. than he's nearly double his points. Like he's done really well. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and he got that podium. I, yeah, Leonardo's. He's maximised his race the first two weekends. This one wasn't great, but again, didn't have the car, couldn't do him much more. And the gap between kind of like ninth and twelfth. Jeez, he's going to get spanked next year, though. He's going to look like a right <laughs> muppet next year. But what spanked. an opportunity! He's going to gonna be a really good number two. What a great opportunity to learn. Him. I think I think he's going to be a great. He's not going to be that guy. I think he's going to challenge Danny Rick sometimes, and that's going to be fantastic for Daniel yep. to be pushed. Um, but I, even I think the age difference is good because yeah. Danny Rick is going to have however many more years, and Lando's got a whole career after Danny moves on, retires, goes to another yep. team. Who knows? Yeah, they're on different trajectories. They're not directly competing with each other for career. I think they're competing each other in the same car, but longevity-wise, they're on a different trajectory. It's different. Uh, talking about fun. Daniel Ricciardo in a different trajectory, Espen Ocon is useless. Uh, <laughs> Renault, <laughs> yeah. Almost as useless wow. as Renault as a team. Um, what a bloody <laughs> shit show this weekend was for, for Renault. What a surprise. Oh. Here's Danny Rick off the start. Just a weapon. Uh, off the start, makes, gets up to like six or seventh or something. Yeah. Then Renault start. keep him out an extra lap. And loses him five positions and puts him in no man's land in like twelfth place behind Perez, which he was never. That Renault's never going to pass that no. Mercedes. And it, he, oh, if I'm not mistaken, he was running in fifth or fourth behind Max. Max pitted a lap before yeah, and managed have. to maintain his position relatively. Danny came in and got stuck behind all that traffic. It was just ridiculous. I don't know why they thought another lap was Max, worth it. Max was 15 seconds up the road, but, but if he, was, he had a pit at the same time, yep. he would have had that jump in front of your 
yep. your Checos and your Vettels and I think it was Leclerc at the time, actually. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Reno, what? This is such Damn. a track position race. And can we just talk about autosport.com here? Uh-oh. Their here podcast. We <laughs> <laughs> so autosport.com gave Ocon a rating of, was it eight, Tommy? I think it was eight. And, and they, they gave. Said, they said he's doing them better than Daniel Ricciardo. And he was oh. unlucky in qualifying. What Put autosport in the bin. This was for the previous weekend. Look, Ocon got lucky in one quali- one wet qualifying um, session. And because Danny Rick got held up on a yellow, wasn't mentioned. The first three races, Danny Rick has pantsed him in every race, had yeah. quicker speed, been in front of him. Yes, Danny Rick retired, and then Ocon got some points in the first race. Danny Rick was miles. Ocon is shit. <laughs> and even Brundle last night said, oh, yeah, Ocon's had a solid race. Nowhere no, near. Give me a spell. What's with the hate for Danny Rick? I don't get it. If you're finishing 11th, you don't get points. Anything down from that, you might as well be 11th to 20th. I don't care. Yeah. If you're not in the points, it's not a good day. Mate. Yeah, that's such a good point. Uh, and uh, and the, I think... The, it, this proves my point about the ignorance of humanity yeah. on a massive <laughs> level. Come on, Kevin, give it to me. <sighs> well, that's it. <laughs> people are ignorant and stupid. The 100%. I, I don't understand it. 100% truth of this podcast is, and if you're listening to this, you know, we uh, we love Daniel Ricciardo. He's the best driver on the grid. So, uh, well, maybe with Kimmy. Kimmy will leave soon, so then it will definitely be Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, <laughs> and we make no apologies for that because he's also a dude. Like, everyone loves him off track, and if you're but, listening from the US, you will have seen him in both seasons of Drive to Survive on Netflix, and you know that he's an absolute dude. Then you watch him in a car. Yeah, this is a mid-rate car, star. and he's an absolute star. Like you said in the start, oh. Campy, the dude just absolutely shines. He's, when he puts that into the fire car next stick. year, oh. mm, he is going to be that, that, on fire. Mate, it just frustrates me. Oh, I, like, I, I just get frustrated when I watch Danny Rick make a stellar start. Oh. Jump positions, racecraft is beautiful. He's not the quickest over the one lap, but we know that. Yeah, His racecraft is better than anybody's on the grid by a mile, in my opinion. And it is very biased and very biased <laughs> at that. But then when Renault consistently oh. shits the bed on strategy. Totally. Happened all of last year, happened all of this year. All I sit there and go, what could have been if we got this right, Renault? Yeah. Because Danny, we know what he's like. He would have been asking the questions, should we go on a soft, should we go on a soft? Yeah. The, the team would have been going, no, stay, 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 stay conservative, dumb, dumb. Always conservative. He's a risk, risky guy. He, yeah. lo- he loves it. Loves give him the cho- give the opportunity. Imagine him sitting in third instead of K-Nack. Mate, he would have robbed yeah. that thing home. 100%. He would have beaten Stroll. Yep. yep. Hands down. 100%. Like, Stroll got past him with that terrible move from last week, yep. which the stewards made a clarification on, but I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> There's no way Stroll would have got – Stroll couldn't get past anyone this weekend. No. Yep. He was in – like, he had good track position and he was so far in front of everyone else that it wasn't challenged, but, mate, there's no way. It's Danny, Kimmy, and the two Mercedes drivers, and probably Seb, peak Seb, who have the best race car. You've got to put Max in there as well. Those guys know how to defend. Danny Rick had no business being as high as he was in that crap car, (laughs) and he was the only reason that it was anywhere near the top. Star. Absolute star. Well, I'm looking forward to him being in McLaren next year. Ocon's rubbish. 
get out of rubbish. Get out of Renault. Just you know, and it, wow. it makes you. It honestly makes you think about how long Nico Hulkenberg was win that with them and why he was never really in a good position. And maybe it's because they oh. never ever ever had good strategy. All right, let's talk about Ferrari. Yeah, uh, got a go. Charles Charles Leclerc finishing in eleventh, uh, useless, oh. and Sebastian Vettel oh. finishing in fifth. Uh, sorry, sixth. I should Ooh, say. Boy, uh, he wants to unleash on Leclerc. Uh, yeah, no, look, whipping boy. In my opinion, in my opinion, and my opinion is one hundred percent true or fallible. Hum- as I've been <laughs> it's, right. it's not humble. And I'll just, I'll just point out in my predictions, I said Stroll would qualify on the podium, probably yep. get a top four. Hello. And it happened. Yeah, there we go. Three races in, James. Here we go. So look, Leclerc is good when the car suits him. Yeah. Seb, with his experience and his four-wheel championship, he knows how to drive around issues. Mm-hmm. And Leclerc, is, Leclerc at the moment is crumbling around a car that he can't drive that's not like it was last year. Mm. And all when that happens, all his uh, shortcomings in his driving style start to show and he can't get the real pace out of it because Seb's killed him. Other than that opportunistic second that yeah. he got on the first race, oh, which he was, he was like, no, that was right like, place, right time. That was like, what's his name getting on the podium last year in Brazil? Uh, Gasly. Like, just shouldn't have happened, would never have happened, just super lucky. Anyway, his shortcomings as a driver is coming to fruition and it's only going to get worse from here. Now, I'm not going to talk about Ferrari. I've said enough about them in the last 10 episodes. You that, love it. Uh, they are the worst. And Seb, all credit to him in that interview. Drove a great race. Yep. Considering the car he had, yeah. he made it work and he can drive around these issues. And I like the tack that he's being humble and he's not ragging on Ferrari. But I think next year, when he's out of that seat, oh. he's going to be – he's going to throw some knives. Yep. He's I, German. He's like, he's got it in him. <laughs> it was nice to see Seb driving like Seb again. Yeah. Not making yeah. silly concern mistakes. Because yeah. as soon as Leclerc's in front of him, he feels like he's chasing. As soon as Leclerc was behind him, he was comfortable again. Yeah. And he was racing his race. He looked comfortable and smooth. And he was one of the guys – because this is such a linked – Corners, like it's not like you exit a corner, you've got a straight, another corner. It's corner to corner to corner to corner this whole time. You have to be so precise, and he's one of the ones that makes it look so smooth. Mm. He was unbelievable. Like in such an average car, which we saw in the previous two races, how this car has no pace. And we know that Ferrari's skill is not in the downforce of the car. It's more in the power over the previous (laughs) couple of years. (laughs) Well, and that just showed how good he was this week. He was so good. Yeah, good good result for him. I liked it. Yeah. Charles is rubbish. Yeah. Rubbish. Seems uh, that way. And got passed by got by got passed by signs this weekend as well. And Lando I was like, this is the best. And couldn't get past K Mac. <laughs> Didn't even get in the points. <laughs> couldn't get past K Mac. I mean his race what I'll give him some credit. His race was compromised from putting on the Ferrari uh pit wall put him on the softs as the first stint. And there just wasn't the temperature to get temperature. Yeah. And that compromised his race because he had track position on Vettel. So, you know, if they had got that right, he would have been all right. But, hey, I don't care about you, mate. <laughs> Suck eggs. <laughs> Racing points. Uh, doing well. We've already spoken a lot about them in this pod. But, uh, as we've said, Lance Stroll finishing in fourth and Checo finishing in seventh. Uh, the car's... Just looking great. I mean, it is a 2019 Mercedes, and they locked out the first two rows. Checo had a terrible start, and I wonder if that's anything to do with 
uh, Valtteri in front of him and just watching him sort of lur- lurch forward and not, and maybe he got distracted by that. Um, either way, yeah. whatever, I'm not here to make excuses for him, but it was just interesting because he was right behind Valtteri and he lost a lot of speed and time with that. Um, the car is fantastic. Like it's just quick, but it doesn't seem to be all that well put together. Uh, again, when it comes to a slightly damp circuit, um, we obviously saw yeah. that uh, Checo last uh, weekend was really pressuring um, Albon, and that was fantastic to see. We, I, he just could not get on the back of Seb Vettel uh, towards the end of this race, um, or even Albon before that as well. So uh, Silverstone, I think it's going to be a great track for them. I think next weekend we're probably going to see them again in the top, at least in the top six, but probably in a similar sort of three and four situation. Um Really much more to say apart from we we're nah. waiting to hear back from what the stewards investigation uh comes comes back with but uh by all accounts i'm still happy that they're up there and i don't really care what campy's point of view is because it's incorrect specifically <laughs> about this one uh red bull alex albon really struggling uh he had a bit of a uh oh. bit of a, a, a time in quality and we we've spoken a bit about uh george we haven't yet uh, george coming to his defense oh, yeah. and uh max verstappen telling him to stay in his own lane uh, and he <laughs> like people should be telling Think max verstappen to stay on the track uh, would be nice, especially when it's a formation <laughs> lap. Yeah, Mong. Yeah. How did we miss all of this? Oh, yeah, but good. but uh, yeah. Albon, really nice dude. Like I feel like emotionally I feel for him and I want him. Like I think I was willing him as, as you were, Tommy, last year to do really well, but it yeah. just hasn't gelled. He's just not like that Ricardo, like Vettel, like Weber, no. and obviously Max that can get this together with, with the team. Um, but what do we see as the future for Red Bull? Because they are really oh, struggling. I saw a poll online this week on uh, YouTube. It was like, oh, is Albon, is the criticism of Albon's pace justified? And I said yes. And to my amazement, 14% of people said yes. And the other wow. uh, 86% or something said no. I was just like, this guy's been off the pace since he got in that car. Yeah, He's really only had... He comes through the pack in that car, which he should. It should. But when you compare him to Max, how far was he behind this time? Fair way. And this is not like it's a new thing. Yeah. This has been a consistent thing for every race he's had in Red Bull. Mm. I don't think we've really seen them go head-to-head when they've both had good positions other than two or three times in the last 15 races that they've raced together. Mm. Yeah. I think it's justified. I've been deeply critical of the guy's pace against Max. I I wonder this weekend how much of it is a bit of Red Bull skullduggery in the sense that mm. they're shafting him because, like, Red Bull's pace is nowhere too. Yeah. They've got some fundamental issues with that car that they're trying to sort out. I think they will sort it out and they will ultimately get there. But yeah. at the moment, they're nowhere compared they're, to where they should be. And not to go into it, but Red Bull do have a history of kind of learning the new car every year. Like, Newey comes out with a lot of new things and – by kind of midway through the year, they figure it out and they get on top of how to drive the new aero. It's been designed, those kind of things. So maybe there's a little bit of that, that they're just not used to it yet. It's interesting. Who knows? Interesting, though. This track should suit them. And In historically, theory. it has. Yeah. Oh, but Max's qualifying time was worse than it was last year. Yeah. yeah. 
And Which both drivers staggering. on the radio complained about the car, complained about how yeah. unstable it was all the way through practice yeah. qualifying and the race. So it's not even just Alex yeah. Albon. I mean, and again, like I like the dude yeah. and I really want him to do well. But the fact that, okay, Max put it in the wall <laughs> on the formation lap, but, you know, he's had spins in the last couple of races as well uh, and in qualifying and everything else, sorry, not in the actual race day. And he's just trying to find where the limits are. It doesn't seem like it's... Anywhere, and so yeah. both drivers are now hypersensitive to what's going on and getting grumpy on the radio. And then, of course, that's when they choose to shut Ted up by putting Red Bull messages. Oh, we hear from <laughs> nothing from any other team. It's mainly Red Bull and Alex Albon and Max Verstappen whinging about something just when Ted's about to talk about something too. Uh, and it's just yeah. a shame. Like it's just pe- propelling this Red Bull of oh, well, everyone's frustrated, and it's actually the drivers and not us. I think that's what the kind of narrative that that Horn is almost selling here. Yeah, but for Verstappen to still pull that thing on second. I have to because of him. The guy, like, mate. Oh, the, the guy's a star. How good, how, yeah. The guy's good, an absolute star. How good this guy consistently gets. And, and he held Valtteri off so well. We were getting to the second last lap and I was like, nah, nah, nah Max got this. And even Campy was like, I don't think so. I think Valtteri's going to get past. It was that close. Yeah, look. Albon was 78 seconds behind, 70 seconds behind Max Verstappen. Nearly lapped. You know, that's that's one second a lap, which has been consistent. We speak about this all the time. Yep. It's just not good enough, and it ain't going to cut it in Red Bull. No. Not when you're looking at the margin that Valtteri is from Lewis, and that's a championship winning team. That's yeah. where you need to be. And Valtteri shit the bed off the start. I mean, yeah. It w- and it would have been worse, too, if Hamilton didn't pit you know, he had a free pit stop to get his fastest lap at the I end know. too. So add another 24 seconds on at that. At least, yep. And we'll go, oh, geez, this is... That's a bad Valtteri performance. Insane. Yeah, he was not he happy. Was still 70, he was still 70 seconds behind Max and oh. no, doesn't cut it. Yeah. Mercedes uh, obviously dominating again, uh, and it was interesting to hear uh, the commentary talking about the fact that they were encouraging them to use DAS to actually get some heat into those tyres, especially in the formation yeah. lap. Um, so what re- – I mean, really, the, I we, like can, we can write this off, right? This is a Mercedes-dominated year. Again, what a surprise. Um, and Lewis Hamilton is probably going to take it. Because like, we saw uh, at the uh, post-race interviews that Valtteri was just – very deflated. He was not happy with himself at all. He potentially was still concerned that he was going to get a, a post-race penalty for the the start. But, I mean, yep. he, we know that he can do it, right? I mean, Lewis is now starting to build some momentum and, and th- there's real opportunity for Valtteri to still take it. He's, he's only just behind Lewis in terms of um, the points for, for the championship. If he can come out and smash Silverstone, uh, that is really sort of for me the next race is where his championship is like his contentions are really hinging so if he doesn't get on top next weekend i think we're just going to see it's going to be the absolute lewis show and he'll have to do with second again um but oh, he's still he's got, got, got a, he's got to win at least one of them he's got yeah. to win at least one of them it's only five points at the moment which is that's not that's like that's first and second which they're going to get for the majority of the yep. year so but if he keeps getting seconds to the, Lewis's first is how he gets behind. But Valtteri was on it in oh. qualifying. That lap, like, that I, know, I, know, I know Lewis pulled out a tenth on him, but for Valtteri to come back, like, he was on it. Those two, like, he, they are going toe-to-toe. Yeah. And Valtteri shit the bed off the start. He was trying to anticipate the lots. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't come off well. 
in saying that, if he had got that right, different race, a different race. Yeah, you know that we would have seen those two battling the whole way through. I think ultimately Lewis would have got it. Yeah, but uh, this is this championship still still wide open yeah. for me. When Valtteri comes in after qualifying, he's like, thought that was the lap. Yeah. And he's just unfortunate enough that Lewis Hamilton, your teammate, and he's an absolute weapon yeah. at qualifying. But like Valtteri went, I think, I think three tenths quicker than uh, Lewis's. Oh, no, sorry, two tenths quicker than Lewis's previous lap. Yeah, which should have had it. Like, yeah, but Hamilton found another tenth from somewhere, and it's like <laughs> insane, like, you know. And that's the difference. Yeah, but. Crazy. This championship's wide open. Five points for knees, nothing. Yep. Nothing. But it's a wide open two horse race, both. Yeah, it's a wide open for Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton. Yep. And and that's the vibe. Yep. Yep. Well, I look, boys, it, it did didn't turn out to be the best of races in the end. Uh, but it's great to have Formula One back, so I won't complain about it uh being too boring towards the end. Uh double header in Silverstone. Until we get to Sochi or something boring. Yeah, we've got double header in Silverstone next. <laughs> we've got a week off, which is gonna be good. But in the meantime, uh the most important part of this podcast, which has just become this, is the fantasy league. Uh to see where we're all sitting. Uh firstly I just want to well, uh, to comment Mr. on on Mr. some Harris fan, and Phillips. What a star. fantastic names. That's what? not one of them. Uh, so the leaderboard, the f- coming in first at the moment, tracing joint coming in second uh, is Chandan from uh, from India, mate. Well done for you. And in third is in for a, rough, a rough season uh, from the US, D Watson. Uh, there are some interesting names. Thank you to you if you have gone in and changed your name since last week. Uh, I've I see you. Yeah, I it, it. I'm not going to mention all Charge of them because they're getting in there. Um, but uh, Colin from the US, who is writing from Texas, Texas. Republic Racing. I think Campy, that'd probably be your favourite name, except for unfortunately, he's coming in uh, number 42, Campy for President. Disappointing. Yeah, Mr. That's ridiculous. Mr. Harrison Phillips. Uh, I love, he's pandering and we will not have that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's showing clear clear bias <laughs> right. towards Campy and he doesn't need any positive reinforcement whatsoever. I also right. love uh, Hass some grunt. You, sir. Uh, I love, yeah, I know, I know what good. I'm doing, exclamation mark. Uh, maybe that should be for Tommy because at the moment, Tommy's team that he can't access is doing better than the Seriously. team he does have access to. What the hell? <laughs> Tommy's uh, first team that he put together six months ago is beating his... Is beating the team that, he's, that I've yeah. logged out of and I can't find the login. That's great. That just shows you... That just shows you how stupid fantasy is, and it's a bunch of crap. Tommy doesn't know about F1. No, just how stupid <laughs> fantasy I is. Uh, I also love uh. Land- Lando Broken Dreams. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Laura has put Ain't No Verstappen Me, which I said last week, except she's added in brackets, accepted DNF apparently. So that's... Uh, <laughs> That's definitely I, a thing. I, I'm in danger of getting passed by people who have entered late. Uh, I'm correct. That You're that bad. <laughs> I, I also love this is horrible. Perez dispenser. If you're in the if you in Australia, you know Pez dispenser, which yeah, is, is which is absolutely fantastic. I love that. I love this one. Good. Gunther Einsteiner. <laughs> love that a lot. That's really really great. Uh, I also love I do de Klerk. As in spelt D E C L E R C or Du Declare, which is depending on where you're from in the world and how you say Charles Claire's name. Very good. Love uh, that a we lot. We get it, Jim. We get it. And also, it for me. Also, I just like to say <laughs> how to unsign a contract. That there it is coming in fifth. Uh, the good Very news is good. I'm still beating Campy. Uh, the gap has widened, uh, which is great now because I'm coming in eighth and Campy. You're yes. coming in equal seventeenth right. with Watch Colin. Campy tell you he doesn't care. From right where's now? Wally hey, F1? I'm Rosberg this year. I won last year and then went. <laughs> 
then went and, then went and started a shitty podcast. So. <laughs> Does that mean that you're going to be on the, the Heineken fan stand next time, <laughs> saying "Yeah, the on the last corner"? The comparisons are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, well, boys, I would say it's been an absolute pleasure, but it hasn't. It's been terrible as always to be talking with you. Uh, no, I love this. This is just fantastic. If you love it too, uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, please right, say good day. We really bloody love hearing from you. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just please give us a review as well. Better. It's really it's really helpful. By the way, the reason why I keep asking for all these reviews is we're trying to get FIA media accreditation and Part of that is looking at how oh. legit inverted commas we are, and and all of these reviews. I that don't you want can to pay for a paddock pass. Is, is help. No, I want free shit. Uh, I'm not putting Campy <laughs> down. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'm putting I'm Tommy down. Yeah. And I'm not going to yeah. tell Campy until we get to the place where they say uh, accreditation, please. And I go, yes, here's Tommy and me. Campy, where's yours? He'll be like, oh, what are you doing? And that'll we just, we just walk Ooh. out with it without Ooh. him. Bye. Oh, real funny, mate. Oh, no, I'll be nervous walking up that grid because oh, I've ragged on that guy, that guy, that guy. That guy. <laughs> Everyone's going to want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see how much of a sport I don't have when I actually meet him. Yeah, drop that guy. <laughs> oh. On that very true point, uh, it is time to end. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next time around uh, in two weeks' time for the Silverstone Grand Prix. I think uh, also. I think it was Max bubbling Rich over. coming from a guy who binned it in the fucking formation left, whatever. <laughs> what a star, though. But also, what a, no, what, what a mug. Are you kidding me? What a fucking idiot. In, what the fuck did Inters you do are that? notoriously fucked. Oh, the Inters are shit. Yeah. Like. In, that, did, he saw it just snap. Not good. He was just going around normally, and all of a sudden, snap. You're like, Jesus. Yeah. I reckon he, he wasn't doing anything ridiculous. I reckon he had his brake balance off. I reckon he had his brakes wide. Yeah, right. Wide to the rear. Yeah. Not enough on the front. Just snapped. And because there wasn't enough temperature, when he'd normally apply the brake <laughs> yeah, pedal, just, that's why the front left rocked up, uh, locked up. Then when he tried to correct, there was just way under brakes. You know what it was? It was like when you put Macca's trays on the back of your car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. Oh, oh wow. That is gold. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs>